0: Catching you up on the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know heading into this Friday, June 10th. I'm Erica Klessy and this is The Point from WUFT News. This week I spoke with WJCC reporter Raymond Troncoso about his coverage on a Duval County man who died after he was administered the maximum dosage of ketamine under the Jacksonville Fire and Rescue Department's policy. On August 13th, Daniel Taylor was involved in a jailhouse fight with 10 corrections officers. Shortly after, paramedics administered a dose of ketamine that miscalculated Taylor's weight by 40 to 60 pounds. The EMS report indicates paramedics administered the dosage for someone weighing 220 pounds. Hospital records put Taylor at 176 pounds, and jail records put Taylor at 160 pounds. Taylor's death continues to be investigated by the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office and the Office of State Attorney Melissa Nelson. Here's Raymond with more.
1: So the piece was a follow-up to a previous story, which was a joint investigation between WJCT News and the Florida Times Union into a death at the Duval County jail that occurred last year in August, August 13th. In that original investigation, we kind of probed the death itself and any kind of documents we could get on it. Officials were very opaque, to say the least. They didn't really want to share anything. So it really took finding an eyewitness who was in the jail at the time to find out exactly what transpired and why this person who was picked up for a misdemeanor trespassing charge and was supposed to be released on orders of a judge that same day, instead ended up hospitalized and dead a week later. In this follow-up story, we were finally able to obtain an EMS report, which details when he first stopped breathing and became unresponsive following a ketamine dosage from paramedics from the Jacksonville Fire and Rescue Department. Upon reviewing policies surrounding ketamine at the Jacksonville Fire and Rescue Department and other fire departments in this metro area, we found that they're pretty lackluster compared to policies surrounding ketamine sedation at South Florida fire departments, which require more robust monitoring of patients who've been sedated.
0: Can you tell me what is ketamine? What is it typically used for?
1: Sure. So. Ketamine is a drug. It's not a narcotic or an opioid, which can also be used as sedatives. Those typically kind of shut a person down entirely, can lead to respiratory depression uh, more likely. Ketamine does what's called disassociation, in which case a person will usually breathe normally, their heart will beat normally, but they'll feel like they're out of their body. They won't be able to see anything, hear anything. They won't be able to move at all. It's in the past it was used as a horse tranquilizer but today medically it's used for both therapeutic sedation meaning that you know if someone's having trouble breathing and paramedics need to get an airway in or maybe they're going to do some other kind of medical procedure they'll use a very low dosage of ketamine even in pediatric situations with kids to kind of help that process go along because it's not as dangerous as other uh, sedatives usually. At high dosages, it's used mainly by law enforcement and healthcare professionals to basically what they call chemically restrain unruly patients or combative patients. It's less likely to lead to an overdose. However, departments generally require pretty strict monitoring of people who have been given ketamine or any heavy sedative to monitor their breathing to make sure that if there is a complication, it can be reversed. And out of all of the medical professionals I talked to, they tell that ketamine is pretty safe. It's a lot safer than any other sedative, but you need to be properly monitoring people because most symptoms will show up within 5 to 10 minutes if something bad is going to happen, and it's easily reversible you can just by maintaining an airway there will probably not be any other side effects but if someone stops breathing for whatever reason and no interventions done you know two three minutes even if you resuscitate the person it might be too late their brain might be too far gone by
0: that what now what happens next
1: well in taylor's case there's no video that's publicly available yet and it's hard to you know paramedics have a really hard job. It is an estimation. They don't actually have to weigh people, so I'm not sure if they can be held culpable for overestimating someone's weight. But in terms of everything that transpired leading up to Taylor's death, that's all being investigated by the local state attorney's office.
0: That was WJCT reporter Raymond Troncoso talking about Daniel Taylor, who was administered the maximum dosage of ketamine while in the Duval County Jail. To read more about this story, visit news.wjct.org. And for additional news, visit wuft.org. Now, let's look at some other stories for today. On Thursday, Governor Ron DeSantis appointed Ramey Eagle Glenn to the Alachua County Board of Commissioners' District 1 seat. According to Main Street Daily News, Eagle Glenn's selection comes after Commissioner Mary Alford's resignation in mid-May, who cited recent family deaths as part of her resignation. Eagle Glenn formally lost against Commissioner Mary Alford two years ago in the November 2020 election and will hold Alford's former seat until voters select the next commissioner this fall. Eagle Glenn currently serves as a GOP state committee woman and is part of the Florida Bar and the Republican National Lawyers Association. In May, County Chair Carl Zalek expressed Marion County's Board of Commissioners' support of allowing swimming at Silver Spring State Park to the Florida Department of Environmental Protection. According to the Ocala Gazette, swimming at Silver Springs has been prohibited since the late 1960s, and the Florida Park Service assumed control of Silver Springs in 2013. Included in the Florida DEP's unit management plan for Silver Springs was the creation of a public swimming area at the Head Springs, as well as the construction of a mooring and convenience dock downriver. Swimming areas were to be completed prior to the removal of Wild Waters Water Park in 2019, which was built close to Silver Springs. Since July 2019, roughly $1.5 million of funding has been available to kickstart projects included in the UMP. However, the public swimming area project has remained in a planning and design phase. Subscribe to The Point newsletter, which drops the latest stories into your inbox daily at 8 a.m. I'm Erica Klessy, and you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News. Have a great weekend.